Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. Today, I'm super excited to have someone really, really amazing um, in the room, and it's an Enneagram 3. It is an Enneagram 3 who's decided to be on the podcast, and I'm super excited. Um, we kind of go back like four flats on the Cadillac a little bit, but uh, he's here, and he's definitely uh, ready uh, to really give us some insight into um, his growth journey and the path that the Enneagram has impacted him on. Say hi to him, Jay. How y'all doing out there? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So my Enneagram teacher who certified me in teaching the Enneagram, one of the things that she says is that we don't find the Enneagram, it finds us. So how did the Enneagram find you? That's an interesting question there, Milton. Uh, <laughs> um, that's a question that I've not really thought about. How did it find me? How the Enneagram found me? Um, well, in college, my mind was psychology, so I, I was into the Myers-Briggs. I was into the DISC. I was, I was into the, the Wilson. There's another uh, psych test as well. Uh, but I didn't really like them because it was like a, a standardized test. You, you bubble it this this in somewhat, kind of, et cetera. So it was all over the place. So I, I didn't really like them, and I didn't think that they were very, very accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, because on some of them, okay, kind of, but not all the way because I don't like that all the time. But that, that's not me within this situation. So it was it was, it was all over the place. So I was kind of done with psych tests, um, <laughs> but uh, the previous person you had on the on the podcast, B. Chris, mm -hmm. uh, he introduced it to the class, if you will, uh, and that's how. And that was my first impression of it. Uh, but I wouldn't. It was like another psych test, so I wouldn't really mm -hmm. get into it. I was like, yeah, I, I don't really like them. <laughs> but honestly, the, that was the first one that was so thorough, detailed, detail. Uh, it was very, very uh, uh, in depth. So and and it it took me back. So that's so that's how it found me in a way. And then it kind of attached on me because it was very, very accurate. Mm -hmm. the, that was that was the first one. Like in every situation that I could see myself in, that it addressed. And then it addressed how you are, what your feelings are, how you are within a relationship, how you are when you get anxious, when you get angry. It's it's very, very detailed. So that's. If it, it found me and it took me on a, on a journey that I didn't know I was going to go on. <laughs> and I think that's interesting, too, because um, as I know, the many Enneagram threes I meet, when they see the Enneagram, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know about that. Sure. And they kind of dismiss it a little bit. What made you what specific part or parts grabbed you? Uh, with the Enneagram? Because I feel like at first you were kind of like, uh, like you said, another psych test, big deal, whoopsie, whoopsie. But what really grabbed you and made you say, okay, this has some weight to it? The part in which they talked about as a three, success is what defines us. Mm -hmm. That was probably the part because that's what I was aspiring to. I, right. That was the center of my life because success to me is failure which equals the ghetto, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So, and if I was not going to succeed, then I was going back to four walls, four mm -hmm. walls, in an, an apartment in the ghetto. And my only career choice was going to be a fireman. 
Right. So that's so. So my life was defined by success. So hold on, hold on, one second. This is amazing. First of all, what you just said, I want the audience to hear that. So he said, even at the worst, at the worst, he was saying that if he um, failed and didn't get out of growing up in the hood in the ghetto, you return to the four walls and apartment. You said your only option would have been to be a fireman. Hold on. So, so there's many options, as we know, in the hood and the ghetto that do not come close to being someone who is a fireman who has to, um, like the level of income or the ability to do things like a fireman. So that was amazing that you just said that. I just want to point that out because that's the three. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be about that. right, right, right. It's going to be like, it's like, cause you could have said, you could say drug dealer, could have said a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm not going to mention. Well, well, there's a level of, right. of, of like biology in my genes. That means I'm not going to go Mm-hmm. below of, of what I want to go. So I guess that's a three. Right. Uh, it's going to be success in some way, but not how I define it. Right. But to others, I guess you're right. That, that is, and I guess that's a unique thing of a three. We're, we're always arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what it is. I mean, I mean, I think it's, I think it was a not even an arrogant thing when you said the fire. I think it was a good thing because yeah, I, I was <laughs> in a certain sense because it was like, it was like, yeah, but either way, like my end goal was still going to be yeah. like, higher than what the lowest could be that's true from where you know um from things we didn't see you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying um and so mentioning that just going off kind of what we just talked about just blend it in kind of how has the enneagram helped you in your life in marriage and because you're married to a type four correct i'm married to a four okay okay four to a t (laughs) Uh, which means it is all about emotion Mm. uh she does not like to be critiqued Right. She likes to be praised or not even noticed in a way in terms mm-hmm. of because they cause, because they are the individual. Mm-hmm. And I think they are so unique to yeah. the point that no one else can understand them. So if I don't acknowledge something about her, oh, it must be fine because it's just her. Well, baby, it ain't. So <laughs> and, and as a three, that's how I am. I'm very, very blunt. I'm very, very straightforward. And I want to lay it all out. Right. But not about me. Mm-hmm. So. And that's where we connect, right? Because we both have that insecurity, if you will, in terms of let's not talk about me, let's talk about you. Mm. And she's well, I just want to hide in in plain view. Right. It's like I will just dismiss plain view and just just go away. So with, with our marriage, during the first year, of our, when, when you're dating, oh, it's it's amazing when when you're dating. When you get married, it does change. So mm-hmm. that is correct. I'll. I'll I give the, the older couples who told me that that they, they are correct on that. Yeah. Because we dated for, I believe, three years uh, before we got married. Dating, traveled, did everything, got married, and whoop, there it is. Right. It was, uh, it was uh, you're living in the same space. Mm-hmm. So your true self, even in the mundane, comes out. The mundane, such as I'm waking up to go to the bathroom in the morning, right. comes out. Why is there a sock on the floor? <laughs> three. I need this orderly in a way right? because it's not fitting what I deemed as mm. success, a, a sock, uh, people. So right. that's, uh, so that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So, that, so then you take that and you, ta- and, and you kind of expand it or mm. you, um, expand it to like a, another aspect within our marriage. So if that's the case, we need to be, now my, I didn't have a marriage, a view of marriage in, in my life as, as a child. I just saw my mom, she was just a single mom. Uh, so, and then I kind of had to step up and be the, the mm-hmm. family eventually. My wife came from a two parent household. Right. So very, very different. So she came in with, it's fungible, which means, uh, dad, sometimes he may cook. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he may come in and he may help out with homework. Mom may do the other stuff that the, what we deem as masculine. Right. Dad, he may do the laundry and all this stuff. I came in with, no, mom does this. Mm-hmm. Man does this. And so forth. Uh, and my dad, he wasn't always there. So I, so it, it was as if I was competing with somebody not there. Right. My wife, unbeknownst to her, I'm in the marriage saying, well, we need to, in the bed at night, I read the paper. Mm-hmm. And you be over there knitting. Mm-hmm. This is what TV says a marriage should be. I never saw one. Right. Uh, when I get home in the evening, the food should be cooked. Right. Mind you, I, I, I still require that. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> it's because you and your wife have decided that's okay because that's your both of you guys decision together a good save so um, <laughs> but uh so the food should be cooked i come in we talk about your day and blah 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 and then it's, it was just this fake reality mm-hmm. but it was always because i was fighting someone who wasn't there right. which was my dad and i was trying to check on the list i bought my house boom i got married boom mm-hmm. so all right i'm present but i'm not involved Right. I got married, mm-hmm. but I'm not engaged in my marriage. Mm. Uh, we're not we're not dating anymore, if you will. And my wife just over there being a, a, the 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 best wife that that, uh, that someone could uh, could ask for, mm-hmm. and, and she's just dealing with it. And I didn't know. And then eventually, of course, it came to a head. Right. Which eventually made me. Now, of course, after that, this is like a, a fast forward version. After that, I had known about the the enneagram and stuff. But I never mm-hmm. really engaged in it. At that point in time, that night we had a big fight. Right. And she wanted to go to the other side of the house to sleep. I don't, I hate sleeping in a separate room. <laughs> if you're married, sleep, sleep on the couch, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just never understood this. Like, you just, no, you still, you've been in the same bed. As a three, I get over stuff fast because I dismiss stuff. Right. So it don't bother me. We, we get, uh, we got to a fight. All right, well, let's go eat in five minutes. That's how I am. My mm-hmm. wife, she has to digest it, process it, sleep on it. It takes forever because mm-hmm. that's a four. And eventually she may not even bring it back up and I'm ready to, to bring it up and, and move on with it. Right. So, at any rate, within our marriage, that was the uh, the youngfulness, if you will, the main point that made me really see myself mm-hmm. in my wife. Because, right. of course, when you get married, it's like a mirror every, uh, every day on what you suck at and what you need to, <laughs> to work on. That's how I mean. It's a mirror every day. What do I need to work on to be better? Right. Um, so, and that night, I, it was like a, wow. I'm here, but I'm not here because I'm competing with, with this person who, I, who who don't even put a thought to me. Mm-hmm. My dad. Right. My bio, my biological dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he who, who don't even think about me, mm-hmm. probably. Why am I competing with this person? That night we cried. I, I don't cry. Uh, you don't cry? I don't cry. I let <laughs> stuff out. Uh, I, 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 Give him I, a year, he'll be crying. Go ahead. <laughs> I let it, I just let everything out and, and, and she was happy for some reason uh but it was like i was real finally okay uh, the, the, there was no facade because threes will have a facade problem because mm-hmm. we have this image problem which mm-hmm. is based off of success of what we deem or what society would deem as as uh successful so that's where it was like okay i need to really really focus on myself right getting to know myself to get better right. so that was a uh, so 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 in our marriage relative to me that's how it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the Enneagram in my marriage, relative to my wife, she's a four. It's been that way as well because she's been able to see some things in, in herself that she does or where she needs to work on as well. Mm-hmm. So, But the threes and fours, we work well because she makes me slow down and see the see the world and I make her 
active. You make uh, her yes, go pursue yeah. Her, yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that I she make wants her active to do and get fast. And right, get it. The things she yeah. needs to do and, or wants. Yes, and, right. and not just sit there and think about it and mm-hmm. talk about it. Well, now let's put uh, some extra tools. She makes me sit down sometimes and sit down somewhere right. and enjoy yourself. Because she romanticizes about things, and you're like, okay, exactly. well, let's go get it. Exactly. You know, if you're really going to romanticize, let's go which get it. Which is actually a good team, which is like, I go get the money, and I bring it home, and you can, because I'm, mm-hmm. because I'm small with details, right. I'm not good at it. She's good at it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Good, good, good. That's good stuff. When's the last time you cried? When you were born? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not even then. I was like this. I worked at, uh, I worked at a job mm-hmm. and my boss... Uh, Sometimes we, we would have people come in and they would get emotional. Right. We'd be like crying, you know, because because the job we did, it helped uh, people. Um, and I would, okay, yeah, all right. Right. Well, don't do that. We're, 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 no, no, don't cry. We're not going to do that. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. Wipe your eyes. All right. You're going to be good. You know, that's how I kind of, right. and he always said, James, you are a sociopath. Uh, oh, you know, you know, oh. he's like you have this problem with showing emotion but empathize and I, and, I, and I tell people I can right. sympathize I cannot empathize with you right. I'm not in your shoes and, uh, and, and there's a difference between sympathy and empathy very much so but since I've been older I'm, I'm now in my late 20s uh, I guess it's life right. it's natural I got married mm-hmm. you have to consider and think about another person and of course, with a wife, anything that happens, you, you you get emotional as well, especially if you're the one that like hurt their feelings. Right. So then it's like, but also I have a, a niece and nephew and, and they're getting older. Send them get older. You see this process of the age of life mm-hmm. and how and and how it evolves and so forth. And you think about them and you want them to be happy. You want them to have the things that you don't have and everything. Mm-hmm. And that makes you emotional. Right. The last time I cried was was with my niece because mm-hmm. something happened. And uh, and she was very much affected by it, and I did not like that. So we talked, and I revealed stuff mm-hmm. that I had to deal with, and everything, uh, whatever, blah blah blah. Right, and right. That was uh, so that was what was that? That was that, that, that was a couple of months ago. Okay, but okay. it don't happen often. I get it because part of it, threes like you, sevens like me, eights, we're part of ours is we're emotionally repressed. That's what <laughs> that we, we really are, right? We really are. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. To a certain degree, I was um. I was telling Jay earlier, uh, before we started the podcast, I was uh, eating or something. We were out eating, and I told him I was watching um, Avengers Endgame. And I was told, like, I dropped, I think, about eight tears in that movie. Like, that is a lot, man. That is a lot. And it wasn't like boo-hoo. It was like one tear here, 
one tear there on just at the creases of my eyes. Never like I down here. Um, and as I grow, I get it becomes easier to feel and be emotionally engaged. Let me say that. You are correct. I give you that. I envy men mm-hmm. who are in touch with their feminine side. Right. I envy men like that because mm-hmm. they connect with women so much better. True. I, I, I envy that because it's so much easier for them to talk. No, no, I'm not talking about game. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any man got game. Right. If you got game. So, uh, <laughs> but... For some of our listeners, hold on. Game. <laughs> that means that you can communicate in a way that you can get um, a lady or the other gender to really be excited about you well, and man, interested yes. in you. Yes. Go ahead. Keep going. So, but but to talk about the mundane things and be interested in it. Mm-hmm. That's what women do. Right. When I, my, 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 my wife and her sisters, oh, this, of course, it's women. It's like you, you see women together and they're... They're giggling, they're enjoying themselves, they're talking about everything, and they're invested in it. Right. I don't care about your makeup. <laughs> I don't care about your hair. So uh, so that's, but those men right. who are in touch with that side, with the, I, I won't even say feminine, with their uh, uh, the emotional side, right. they're engaged with that. Mm-hmm. They can really have a conversation in detail. Right. The mundane, if there's a goal, if there, if it's about positive, whatever it is, they can have a talk about the, with, with uh, about that stuff with with them seamlessly, and it's mm-hmm. like I can't do that. Right, I just don't care. Yeah, you know. And then when we talk about sports, like, boy, you got me. We can go. We can go. <laughs> so, moving on to the next part. So, Jay, you work in law enforcement. And you've been working for a while, and you're a black man working in law enforcement, which I think is amazing um, for our communities. So how has the Enneagram helped you as you work in law enforcement? Um, in that regard, it's helped me because it's made me more aware of, of who I am. Mm-hmm. A, anybody in authority or in leadership, when they are blind to who they are, mm-hmm. it is a detriment to the position they're in. Because then they start making decisions. They start doing things that's not right. Right. That has an, a deleterious effect on people. You, you, so, so, what the, so what it has done for me in that regard is I hold life and death in my hand. Mm-hmm. I, every move you make is a role model. Right. For kids, for somebody. It is, it is also an action to be criticized. Mm-hmm to be lampooned, to be praised, to be modeled uh, after, if you will. Right. So so that's why, to me, before you be, before you enter law enforcement, you need to know who you are, yes. what, 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 what's your anchor, mm-hmm. where your faith lies, mm-hmm. uh, because all of those things goes, goes into effect in terms of not only am I to be a role model, not only am I to engage in community policing, mm-hmm. uh, trying trying to forge relationships together, but when I go on a domestic call and the wife is crying mm-hmm. or someone's bleeding or anything, it, it, it could be a, a male as, as well, how do I engage with him? Right. Am I being dismissive because I'm not, because I've not dealt with my emotional issues? Mm-hmm. Am I going to a call where there's a child involved, where sexual molestation comes around? Mm-hmm. And am I dealing with stuff that I dealt with in a healthy way? I dealt with it. 
I've understand it. Still wrong, but I worked through it. Now I can help this person out. Or am I still dealing with that anger that's going to come out negatively? And it can probably influence the uh, investigation of the case and so forth. Because now I just have hatred towards the person who did it. Right. They still, of course, deserve their rights to go through the justice system as well. So all of that going through, that's why you need to, in my opinion, really know who you are, really deal with your own issues before you get within a capacity where mm-hmm. life and death is in my hands. And not only uh, will life and death of the various causes that I just spoke of. So for me, uh, knowing that that I can connect with those kids within the certain part of town whose father is not around. Right. I can connect with him. My father w- wasn't around, but you can still beat somebody. You can still aspire to something. And, and 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 when I'm there, I'm not just bad mouthing people or walking around cussing, mad at all, all the men around there who just walked around, not doing anything, drug dealing, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can we make this better? Right. How can we solve the issue or solve the problem? But but not only that, how can I become a a model or a, or a, a mentor within those kids' lives? Mm-hmm. Um, Dealing with uh, issues of like emotion, if you will, stuff right. like that. How can I go go on a call, and they know that I'm invested mm-hmm. in their call, in, in their case, and whatever happened. If they know I'm just there to be there to get a to get a paycheck, I'm not that that interested. Just give me the facts and let's roll on. That's not good policing. Mm-hmm. So and it, and it's not good good at all in law enforcement. So especially right. with victims. Because they need to be identified in some way and they need to co- uh, connect with you. Because connection, an interview, a relationship is all based off uh, the interpersonal skills. And interpersonal is two ways. So how have you dealt with your issues before you come to the table? Powerful. I love it. Powerful. I think that was one of the amazing parts you mentioned about being a mentor or a role model. Because those are some of the things when a three is healthy those are some of the best attributes they can give anybody, like anybody. Like they are the best at it when they're healthy of how to handle your own stuff, how to connect with people and how to move forward into like something that you want. Those are some of the things that the three like just gives a good representation of when they're healthy and when they've like worked on like self-mastering them, all their issues. That's one of the best things that they bring to, I would say, the Enneagram and to people in general. So Something I wanted to speak on, and one of the reasons um, I want to have you on this podcast is because of how interested you um, got in law enforcement and wanting to use the Enneagram within where you work at now. Um, can you speak to that a little bit of how you wanted to use the Enneagram to influence not only the people that you work with, like in the community, but also um, fellow, um, fellow co-workers? Yeah, we, uh, you, you take a psych test. Before you, it's part of the the application process mm-hmm. to becoming a police officer. Uh, it's a, like a standard right. psych test, the questions, uh, and and then they send it off to someone, and someone who grades it evaluates are you sane or not. Um, <laughs> I, that's good, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I thought the enneagram is more detailed, right? Uh, substantial mm-hmm. of substance. So maybe this will really evaluate who. And we can look at the Enneagram types and who can be a good police officer yes. and, and, and who can really do it well, right. who has uh, uh, the personality to do it. Mm-hmm. So that because I thought about, well, if that's the case, if, if it's helping people 
right. on their own what individual life to do better. Well, maybe this should, should be stuff that, that we could do within the police department. Because I know companies are doing it, so I can't a police department right. revamp mm-hmm. the interview, the psych test uh, portion of something such as the Enneagram, and we can, all right, who's who's pretty uh, good at this and which type best benefits uh, being a uh, uh, p- um, police officer working within uh, uh, law enforcement. Yeah, I think I would love for the Enneagram to be in law enforcement in the future because I think it hits on like everything. So even when, if you know like people's type, then when they're stressed out, you notice the difference in them. And so a captain can go talk to them or have time where it's like, okay, I think you need to take off to like really make sure you're safe and healthy mentally so that when you go out there, amongst who knows what kind of chaos you can respond in a way that's healthy and that is beneficial to everyone in the situation yeah. and not necessarily just reactive uh any psych test but primarily uh the the enneagram the it brings a sense of awareness right a sense of consciousness if you will uh and that's what you want you want to know mm-hmm. what's going on how do i how am i within this this is a situation this right. call with this stress-inducing uh, uh, incident and so forth. So that's what it can bring about awareness to everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So now I know how I can better manage the, the people as well. Yeah, and maybe certain areas because certain types usually are is either more natural for them to be in certain atmospheres. So maybe that even helps to, like you said a little bit before, organize and put people in places where it's more beneficial for them and the people there or the situation. Some situations that law enforcement is there is not 100% just like community oriented, but it's something else. And so maybe organizing and saying, okay, this is probably your best area. You know, this may fit you better in everything. So I think it could be very, very helpful in in that sense. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Something I want to get on too. another reason, because I'm going to say Jay has um, a pretty moderate knowledge of the Enneagram and it's working, it's really growing. And so something you mentioned, which I think is huge because threes don't usually mention this, is social anxiety. Like, can you speak on social, having social anxiety, like when you realized it? Well, I didn't know I had it. Okay. Uh, besides crazy people. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't like crowds. Right. So, me and my cousin. But you would not know that. if People who know you would not know that, Jay. I guess it's true. Go ahead. I guess it's true. Um, uh, but me and my cousin, we, we would go eat. And if... If a restaurant was crowded, we I'd say I'm not going. Right. I just don't want to go. Why the crowd? What what what? what uh, how does the crowd d- dictate this choice mm-hmm. of us eat, uh, eating here? I'm gonna go in. People are gonna look at us. People are gonna uh, watching me walk to my seat. I don't want to deal, to, right, to deal right. with that. I just I, that to me was not anxiety. Uh, mm-hmm. I would go if I'm hanging out with somebody. Right. Someone else comes and they were not on the schedule. Or mm-hmm. They weren't planned to come with us. They come and I, I used to get 
I just don't, I don't, I don't know how to, you just messed up what I thought in my mind was going to be, because I've already planned it all out. Right. And then you came, I don't know what to do now. So then, <laughs> so then I, I would talk or stuff, or I would mm-hmm. engage with stuff. So that would really, I guess that's a form of anxiety. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, which is weird. Uh, because I'm, I just, it's like in social situations. Right. Outside of having to do something stressful or or serve uh, and protect when I'm letting my guards down mm-hmm. to one person or what I had planned to go eat at this place and we'll be like I, I'm not I it, it was weird so I didn't know that there was a, a uh, anxiety until mm-hmm. I came uh, into to contact with the, the Enneagram mm. and that's when I found out that of course everybody has some form of anxiety right. everybody is uh, is just is manifested in some other way mm-hmm. in which a person needs to deal with this and this is always like I can't deal with this. And usually we just remove ourselves from the situation. And that's how I did with that. Right. Uh, with social anxiety, if you will. So that's, that's, uh, it was, uh, it was eye opening to say, I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. And that, that, that was weird. Uh, because I, because I never looked at it that way. Right. But then it's like, that's why I used to do that. That's why uh-huh. that bothers me. That's why that thing. So, okay. Now, all right. I'm, I'm aware of it. Then once again, the Enneagram is all about awareness. Right. I'm aware of it now. Now I know about it. And then let me get better at it. Mm-hmm. So, so it was, but, but, but also with each to control, it was also part of my control that was taken away from me because right. I had already planned something out or, or I had already made a, a schedule with someone and we're, we're going to do this. So it was all about control as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, the anxiety stems from not being able to control the situation. Oh, there we go. Which, mm. which manifests itself in your marriage. Once again, I in a relationship right. with a marriage because you have to surrender a lot mm-hmm. in marriage. It's give and take. It's just 50-50. For three, that's difficult because now you're going to bring out my anxiety because I don't know how to take this. I said, we're going to do this. <laughs> now, well, let's do this. Uh, uh, I don't want to. Case in point, it came out uh, not too long ago. We were we 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 ate at Huey's. Mm-hmm. We walked down the street somewhere. I hate walking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I hate walking to walk. I got you. Oh, I got you. We, we gotta have a goal. We mm-hmm. gotta have a mission, and I, and I have to accomplish it. I'm a three, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Now she she's just four. Let's just walk. Let's just enjoy the sun. I don't want to enjoy the sun. So uh. <laughs> We were walking. I was like, I don't want to walk. She was like, No, come on, let's go out. I'm like, We just ate. Let's go back to the house. Right. Let's chill inside and mm-hmm. let's chill. No, let's let's walk it and let's be outside with everybody. And, I, and we were just walking. I was like, See, and that was I was like, I don't want to walk with these people. They were, they just came out. And she just said, Let's go. She was mad at me because we didn't do what she wanted to do. But 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 that was the part that came out. I did not want to walk. I did not want to walk in public. I didn't want to see people. I did. I just want to go inside. Man. That was a form of my anxiety. It came out. And it came out, and 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 and, and lately I've, I've been good. Okay. Shovels, but that was she was mad at me that day. <laughs> so we did an exercise in my um, uh, my certification program, and I think I shared this with you a little while back, where we had to listen to the other person, and we did an exercise where we could like come in, become in sync with them, and so we could kind of feel what they felt to a certain degree. And mine was with another guy. He was a three, and when I did this exercise, it was weird because I ended up adopting his feeling of anxiety, but 
It is so different from my feeling of anxiety. Mine's is very light and um, makes me feel light. Whereas I feel like when I felt his anxiety as a three, it felt heavy though. It was like kind of a, it felt, I felt really weighted down and I wanted to get up and I wanted to move and I wanted to do more and like just move so I didn't feel that way. And so it was real interesting um, how that feel. Do you, somatically, body-wise, when you feel anxiety, can you describe how it feels? You may not be able to because that's kind of a... Yeah. Uh, this last example, uh, it was, I guess, word heavy. It was okay. heavy. Okay. It was, uh, it was disrupting. Right. Is the word. It was disrupting. It was chaotic. It was what I wanted, what I have structured. Mm-hmm. And it was been knocked down. I hate chaos. Right. I like order. Mm-hmm. My wife loves chaos. <laughs> she 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 revels in the chaos. Right. Because that's where she flourishes. Because she's creative. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm order, and then from there, right. I can then mm-hmm. emerge, if you will. So that's where it was heavy. It was disrupting. It was it was something I did not want to be. I wanted to leave. As, right. as, as with my cousin, we go, we're walking somewhere. There's a big crowd. I was like, well, let's walk around. And he was like, well, we can just walk right through. No, I don't want to do that. We <laughs> walk around them. Yeah. People just give in. Let's just do it. As opposed to my wife, no, let's encounter it mm-hmm. and let's go through it. Right. So that's, uh, so it's, it's, it's very, very disrupting. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's not what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. And then you just, okay, remove myself from it or just suck it up. But then, but, but, but then with the three, when you force me to stay within it, then you know you really start to to act out, and for threes, acting out is rude, right? Condescending. Mm. I'm smarter than you. I'm 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 better than you. Right. Let me do this as much as you hate it to the point to where you leave. Oh, so. oh, okay. Mm. And so I think that leads into is that the um, is that the biggest struggle or the hardest part about being a three? Sometimes it is. Okay. Like a uh, it it. It is because I, I like the other, the other stuff about myself. That, that's probably, <laughs> that's, but but that one because right. once you get older, you think about stuff and it's like, man, that. For example, that night, my wife was mad. She wanted it's like, why can't I just go walking down the street mm-hmm. and just <laughs> shut up and just enjoy peace with my wife? Uh, well, why do I? And that's the stuff you, you think about. It's like you yeah. you were solely focused on yourself mm-hmm. and your anxiety, and it's all about me. So I just. We just did what I wanted to do, right. and that's so. Yeah, you think about that because it's like we're not doing what you want to do. We're doing what I what I want to do because I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that's uh. So yeah, that's that's and even just uh talking about a uh, a good example. She said uh, we're gonna eat pork some tonight, whatever. Yeah, I was like, no, I wanted the uh the chicken, or whatever. <laughs> and usually she'll just say, okay, whatever. Right. She's like, no, I've already taken it out. Mm-hmm. It's thawing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna cook that. We're right. gonna eat that. Uh, I don't care. Right. Put it back in the fridge. It'll be okay. Uh, and just go ahead and cook the chicken, and we done. I mean, it's so simple to me. Mm-hmm. No, we're not gonna do that. And it was just back, and I and that I was like, a, you have to. It's like a deep breath. Right. Okay. I give up. Mm-hmm. We'll have the pork. Whatever. And uh and but that's for three. It's like a okay. I'll let somebody else have control. Mm-hmm. Let me give in. 
Mm-hmm. You have the control. Right. And that's how it is. So that was, that's, so, so, so that's probably, that's probably the biggest thing because it's always happening. You get, you, you it's, it's like you get in the zone, you, you, you get so within yourself mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, wait a second, wait a second. Okay. All right. My bad. My right. bad. I'm right. being, a, I'm being a jerk or whatever that like you, I'm all right. Go ahead. You win. And it was good too. She knew what she's doing. <laughs> so, um, I think it's interesting. I find that um, I want you to speak to. So, I would say one of your closest friends is a seven. I'm a seven. We're pretty good friends. What about sevens? Does it make it makes it easy for you or for threes? Because I find that a lot of threes, it's easier for them to like mesh with a seven or be like, okay, cool. What is it about sevens that you? Um, respect or allow it easier for you to be like okay cool i can talk to them well you guys are two different sevens though very much so so let's let's go ahead and get that out with that particular seven with that friend um he is more submissive mm-hmm. interesting i'm very very authoritative mm-hmm. uh, he lets me just be me right there's no pushback no nothing mm-hmm. and there is pushback Mm-hmm. When we're talking about something critical, right, 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 or trying to get to the bottom of something, because we always bounce things off of each other, trying trying to get yeah, like or get like a better, Tupac, like Tupac or Biggie, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or get a better uh, understanding <laughs> right, of each right. other as well. If it's on some issue in today's with politics, if it's something about religion, whatever it is, we're right. always trying to get back. How can we? How can I understand this better? Whatever. So that's when he, he gives me push back, and that's when. He he comes out like a bulldog and matches me, mm-hmm. and I got a bag down. Right. So that's where they respect. He can hang with me. Mm-hmm. He can he he can also dish it out. Right. But if it's just stuff that's latent, if it don't matter, if it's just he just lets me be me. Mm-hmm. Which is why I tell my wife, I said, just let me be me. So uh, but 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 with you, right. it's not like that because mm-hmm. you're not as submissive. Right. So it's like a, it's like a, a right off the bat. I'm already evaluating you. All right, he's already he's he's his bark is as loud as his bite. Mm-hmm. So I just respect that right off the bat. Okay. So we already on a level, mm-hmm. and everything we talk about is in a debate form anyway. Sports, if it's about true. But, I mean, it, it, it's gotten better as we've gotten older, true, because we have better insight on life, and when we talk about stuff, we come at it from different point of views. But get to the same uh, point, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but sevens are very, I guess, because threes are not malleable. If you, I'm not going to adjust to you. You guys are very, very adjustable. So mm-hmm. you adjust to us more. So that's why it blends well. Okay. I, I, I think. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I think that is a big part of it. I think because sevens and threes are aggressive types as well. Uh, both of them, like you said, we have that bark and that bite when it's there. But at the same time, like you said, we are in a sense malleable because we can adjust. We adjust very well to situations. And so with different people, uh, we're able to, especially with me and this other seven we're talking about, we know the Enneagram, we've grown. And so we create space for other people. And I think that's something that uh, makes it easier for any three and a seven too, because 
sevens they can be strong they can be spearheading but they also can be fun light and like easy to be around type of deal and i think that allows threes to um kind of let down their guard some and not have to be so forced for all the time or if they need to be they can be and it's okay and nobody's offended you know so i I, see a three a three we have to prepare mm -hmm. for whatever we're going into as if it's a, a tv show right as if it's a a con- it's, 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 it's as if it's a concert. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be some attention, so I need to prepare. Right. If I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to anything. I, I don't want to go to. Uh, yeah. Because I'm not mentally there. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You have to prepare. Threes have to. I have to. I have to be ready and engaged mm. to go somewhere. Right. If I'm not, I'm not going. Cause I I don't know why. It's just at sevens you can adjust different. Oh, things. easily. I don't have to be prepared for anything. Is that <laughs> as as opposed to to threes? Right. It's like a it's, it's it's like I'm putting on my uniform and now I'm ready. But I think you want to be prepared because you want your your end goal of it is to have something that is either you're accomplishing something, that's a purpose, true. or something successful. That's very true. And if you and that's if you feel true. like you're not prepared, then there's a chance that it will come out that's where you're true. not. You know am I saying? going somewhere just am I walking just to walk right exactly right. well what's the mission <laughs> what's the goal mm-hmm. what can I say at the end of the day I did that yeah yeah good I conquered that if you will yeah good point good point good point so I think that's one of the things too that threes are that people misunderstand about threes um and that's the fact that sometimes in social situations when they're not um, around or they do something that is not right there that they're not necessarily they can be but not necessarily trying to be rude or dismissive or disrespectful which they can be but I think it's sometimes just dealing with whatever going on inside of them is the reason why they don't interact can you speak to that and correct me if I'm wrong I think that's true I tell uh, friends and family all the time well <laughs> Mainly my wife, because that's the best material I got is my wife. Yeah. Man, my wife, you know me when I'm mad. Right. Because but but a four of every emotion. So any slight mm-hmm. is a threat to their essence. Good point. <laughs> Which is annoying because it's not. But it's like and it's like no, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I didn't mean to. It, but you know me when I'm mad though. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even remotely mad. But if a three is doing it and saying it. Right. With the way we are, mm-hmm. and then you add a voice to that, it's like, oh my gosh! It's like, no, nah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, so you must be the devil when you mad. Then it must be times fifty five. So, but you're right because some stuff re- re- reactions with threes are very very abrupt. It's not aggressive, but it's kind of like a, it's like a what's your, what 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 just. It's, it's very very aggressive to people, right? It's not. It's like who you talking? What you want to change? Mm-hmm. Is a very it comes out yeah. unfiltered. Yeah, because now just, I'm, three's a bold, blunt, mm-hmm. and when and when a three is unhealthy right. or anxious, it's very, very aggressive. It's very, it's just very, very. It's too much. Is the presence is palpable mm-hmm. for a three, if you will. When they walk in, it is palpable. It's like all the attention goes there. They fill the room with their presence. Mm-hmm. My wife tells me this all the time. <laughs> uh, if, if you've seen uh, Fences with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife in the movie, uh, played by uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola Davis. She says about him, his presence fills the room. And and if you saw him in the movie, everything was extra, right, for him. Now I'm not a seven extra, mm-hmm. but it's a three extra in terms of 
is commanding. Mm-hmm. It comes in. Imagine Dwight D. I'm not in any way equating myself to Dwight D. Eisenhower, general, right. president Dwight D. Eisenhower. But he walks in the room, everyone looks at him. Mm-hmm. He's the leader. So that, that, that's how three comes off as you're supposed to look to me, though, because the image and the facade and the success tenets in their mind, that's how they are. So it's like if I'm going somewhere and if I'm going to do something, I'm going to leave an impression. Mm-hmm. So, which is why three is a good interviews as well. <laughs> yes, because I can, I can, I can, I can blow hot air with the best of them. Mm-hmm. I can get you give me a topic and you and you give me a bunch of of highfalutin people. Right, I will, boy, we'll be eating caviar afterwards. That's how threes are, and that's what's like. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself. I know I got to go put on a show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but when threes are unhealthy or just in our way when we're not focused or conscious, things come off as rude, which it isn't. Right. Because you have to watch my intent. Mm-hmm. My intent is not, I'm trying to, it's just, just the way I see it, but it's still wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, and that's what the, the, uh, the Enneagram does is, is makes you aware. It makes you conscious of these things, which makes me now more gentle, right. which is the antithesis of a three. <laughs> I have to be gentle. I have to be gentle. And my mom, she, she always told me that I was get be gentle. You need to be gentle. I was so rough with stuff. Right. Uh, so with, with handling stuff, with just everything, with information, with talking, it's just rough. And you have to be gentle. Mm-hmm. So now with a wife, and then of course you get older in life, and then and then the job I'm in, and then my and then your family, your niece and nephew, you, you, you want to be gentle. You want to connect more. So I'm conscious of it more right. to not say that like that. Mm-hmm. To preface it. Mm-hmm. To not even just say anything. Right. So just avoid the the, the best advice I, I I ever heard for marriage, but it's for life as well. Was uh was Justice uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was married for a long, long time. Her, her husband died, but she said uh the best advice she got was from her mother in law, I believe, mm-hmm. uh that said sometimes it's going to be a little bit of death in a marriage. Mm. Just play as if you didn't hear it. That person said said that in anger. They didn't mean it. You know them. You know the essence. You know what mood they're in. You know them. You love them, so you know them. And that's, it's, it's good to be deaf a little bit. As a three, I've taken that to heart. It's good to be deaf sometimes. Some some things are not even worthy of a response. And as a three, we have to have the last word. Just be quiet. Um, and then on some things, just just be gentle with it. Right. So that's a, so, so that's like something in my mind. If I'm talking with somebody and I want to go there, I just, just be gentle. Just slow down. <laughs> so... There's a lot more, but this we want this episode to go on forever. There's a lot more questions I have because this is great. Um, but one thing, can you speak to what is if you were talking to another three who was struggling or who was unhealthy, what would be your one piece of advice for them? What would be your one piece of advice for a three who is struggling or who's trying to grow and that's listening right now? If they're struggling, I'll I'll, I'll make it a two part question. That's fine. struggling. And uh, trying to go. If they're struggling, if they're struggling in a way, you're, you're going to hit your rock bottom in a way. Yeah. And that rock bottom can be you hurt somebody to the fullest extent that they hurt you, and then and and and, and then you're becoming aware, or you do something that messes up, or like embarrass yourself so much because you're trying to fit an image or, or facade, or threes we live in a lie, we live in a fantasy. So you lived it out too long, and that was and that was revealing thing that there's cracks in your image. Let those cracks emerge, cause it's good. Become aware of yourself. Accept who you are at your worst, 
and then you become uh, better as a three. And that means, that doesn't mean to take away our lofty ideals of, of what we try to aspire to. That means you probably we need to adjust them a little, uh, a little bit, modify them a little bit. Uh, so so if you're struggling, keep on cracking. Let that lead to recovery or redemption, if you will. Uh, but that facade, the image has to be broken. Uh, that's, that's something I found out. You need to get out of the fantasy and get into reality. So that's good. Keep, keep struggling, if you will, because, I mean, but a struggle is something that you're constantly, you know, persisting in because right. you won't finally give up. Right. So just give up and let the, 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 the fantasy crumble. Then, then when you lay bare, it's like, I can't, now I can get better. I know I suck. I know I suck at this. My weakness is this. Blah blah blah. Now no, let me get better. Let me work. Let me work. Let me work on those things. Introspection, as much as as as, as much as talk with somebody else right. to get another point of view. Introspection is good if you're doing it correctly. You have to be critical of yourself. Self uh, self uh, uh, examination and talk with someone. Surrounding yourself with people who will be truthful and honest with you. Uh, so getting better comes with being critical. So if you are getting better, right. on the, in that regard, surround yourself with people who, who will a diverse range of ideas, who can talk to you about different uh, aspects uh, about yourself. Mm-hmm. So friends who will be honest uh, with you, if you will. That's kind of like Job when his friends came over mm-hmm. to his house in the Bible uh, and how they talked about him. They were wrong, but they <laughs> talked with him and they criticized the heck out of him. Right. Uh, j- j- you need you need friends like that who's going to tell you, but encourage you to get on the right path to do to to do better. To think about another point of view to 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 to, to make you think right. to probe the way in which you have been thinking, which may not be rooted in truthfulness. Mm. So uh, let help be coachable. Right. Let me help help me aspire to be better. So, so if you're struggling, surround yourself with, with, with people that will help you be better. I think because when you know better, you do better. Right. Milton. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I think something you said that was um, super crucial, you used the word rock bottom. And so one of my good friends who's in Nashville, Sharon, um, who um, is an Enneagram coach and she does a whole lot with psychology as well. Um, She's a, she's amazing. She's a beast. But one thing she said, she's a three. And I found it so fascinating because she's a three who is a certified Enneagram coach. You know, so I'm like, whoa. So, like, how did you get here? So I asked her that. And she said, I, as a three, I had to hit rock bottom first. That's what she said. She said most threes before they really accept help and really start to grow is that they have to hit some period in their life that was that felt like rock bottom to them for them in order to put the pieces together. And to actually, like you said, like humble themselves and like lay down like, hmm, okay, these are parts of life that right now I suck at. It's just it's just true. And um, how do I get better from that? And so when she was able to do that, that's she said she's able to turn around. So for threes, that's one of the most important things is if they it's like hitting rock bottom is the key for them to be like, oh, no, I got to get better and I got to. Not living a fantasy, like you said. I love how you phrased that. Like, I got to stop living in the fantasy. 
I've got to come back to real life. And something you also mentioned that is super important for threes, and I say this because threes can make friends with anybody if they want to. They're, they're, they can walk into any room and like befriend anyone, no matter where they are. They can be on the street with a homeless man. They can be in the C-suite of any Fortune 500 company and be best friends with any of those people in either type of area. So what's very important, though, in any one of those areas that you find your life in and in between is that you actually have friends. You surround yourself with people who are honest to you and who actually care about you, not about your success, not about your accomplishment, not how you succeed, but people who are going to tell you the truth, whether it's ugly or pretty. They're going to be like, no, I'm going to tell you the truth. Not just a yes man or yes woman. It's like, okay, no, that's not good. You said that wrong. Your tone was bad when you did that. And so that they can, so threes can actually grow and get better. So that's super important. So I'm glad for you um, that you're doing that. And I'm glad that you have um, mentioned that. It's something too, because that shows like how much like growth work you've personally done. I think that's amazing. So thank you for being on the show. All right. So that's all I have for this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jay, for being here. Um, please rate, subscribe and share this. Um, that is rate, which helps uh, other people to find the show. Subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel this information can benefit someone that you know. If you need personal life coaching or career coaching based in the Enneagram, you can contact Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting, LLC. You can contact Kaizen at KaizenCareers.com, and that's Milton at KaizenCareers.com, or 901-334-1644. Also, <laughs> if you would like to be a patron supporter, um, like the ones we do have, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Do It For The Grand Podcast. The patron community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. If you are in the Memphis area and um, you want to join a community around the Enneagram, you can go to Facebook and join Enneagram 901. That is Facebook group Enneagram 901. And there we're going to be having different events um, and different uh, ways to communicate, connect with people in Memphis around the Enneagram. And we're going to grow and help this community become a better place. Also, the last thing. If you go to doitforthegrandpodcast.com and subscribe, you will receive a free gift. It is a PDF of each number. You can also read some really good blog posts from different numbers on there as well. So um, if you are three and you are struggling with um, being in social situations, but it, and it comes off as rude and you're doing things and you feel the urge to to really say something or show yourself as being stronger, better, faster, or whatever in instance. Remember, stop that, pause, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. See you soon. Bye.